morning, everyone. It is Wednesday, November 21st, 2021. Thank you, Mental Buru and Matt Munoz, for letting me use that groovy music on the intro. And you can still kind of hear it in the background. You hear it? You hear it? Look. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Today, Wednesday, November 21st, Thanksgiving Eve morning, and I have a brand new podcast for you. This is Top 5 Beastie Boy Albums. My guest on this podcast is, she's not a guest really, she's the co-host. I should say that uh, up front. She's not a guest on the podcast. She is co-hosting the podcast. Lindy West, Sacramento-based comic. Uh, She is hilarious and we had a really good time. Uh, I want to go back to the date really quick. November 21st, 2021. Uh, If we go way, 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 way back in time to November 21st, 1992 today is the anniversary of the day that i saw the beastie boys in concert for the first time now i had been a b-boy since license to ill came out right b-boy just like run dmc ll cool j all of that uh second wave of hip-hop uh you know the first wave was like africa bombada and all that stuff then like the second wave was like the stuff that was actually getting a lot more play on the radio like ll Beastie Boys, Run DMC, all of that stuff. So B-Boy for Life, uh, first really, first real big concert I ever saw was the Beastie Boys, Cypress Hills, and the Rollins Band at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles, and it blew my mind. That just set the bar. Like That's just what I expected from every concert from that point on, and I seldomly was disappointed because it was just like, those are the types of bands that... I would go see over and over again for the rest of my life up until the pandemic. But anyway, that's another story. So back to today. Today, we're talking top five Beastie Boy albums. My guest host, Lindy West. We had such an amazing time recording this podcast that I believe we are going to keep doing more Beastie Boy podcasts in the future. I just bit my tongue. We're going to do more Beastie Boy podcasts, hopefully once a month starting in the new year. And we want to do stuff like top five Beastie Boy videos, top five Beastie Boy songs. Uh, Lindy had an idea about breaking down each of the albums. I'm all for that. The videos are epic. So we're probably going to do something like Mystery Science Theater uh, with the videos. I'm not sure yet. All of that stuff is in the planning phases. This is our first labor of love right here. We got together uh, Sunday last and talked top five Beastie Boy albums. We had so much fun doing it uh lindy is hilarious and you know i can i can tell a joker to myself so here we go top five beastie boy albums jesse rivera lindy west enjoy have a great day bye Lindy West, how the hell are you? I am doing fine. How are you? (laughs) I'm I'm excited. Um, I have wanted to do these types of podcasts or this podcast series for probably since I started doing probably since I started doing the top fives. And people would always tell me like, "You're such a Beastie Boy fan." How come you haven't done a top five Beastie Boy podcast? Yeah. And I'd be like, because I haven't found anyone worthy. Oh, not, oh, I'm so honored to be the one that is worthy of it. I hope I do it justice. <laughs> you know, um, you were handpicked 
every once in a while on your Instagram stories, which are entertaining beyond words, <laughs> your Instagram stories, um, uh, you would you would mention the Beastie Boys or you would play the Beastie Boys, and I was like, huh. And then finally one day you're like, what's your favorite Beastie Boy album on your Instagram story? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, all right, that's it. It's going to be Lindy. <laughs> and... Um, I don't know if I had, at that point, had asked you to be on the Top 5 Halloween podcast. I think at that point we'd done, you asked me to be on a different A Star theme. Wars yes, one. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, and then that was in the summer, and I had a horrible summer. And yeah. then everything kind of just fell apart. And then when I started putting everything back together, uh, it was like Halloween. And then that's when I was like, I, I knew I had to get you on. Yeah, and which I, the Halloween one was definitely more, that's definitely more my wheelhouse. than I, I love Star Wars, but not, I mean, Halloween's more. My okay. thing, just like Beastie Boys is more my thing. So. Awesome. So, so it's like, so it's like Beastie Boys, Halloween, Star Wars. Yeah, and what, some other smatterings in there. I was but, like, what else would be in there? I don't know. <sighs> Things that come up. I mean, I, I would love to. I geek out on wood all the time. On wood. Yeah, wood. If you want to sit here and talk about hardwood versus like. Uh, Soft woods. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing not because we're talking about hard or soft wood. But yeah. <laughs> Penelope is uh, posing for pics in your lap. <laughs> I know. Oh. Um, what? Uh, I, and I also love that you're uh, you're an advocate for uh, proper parking. Oh yeah, my learn to park. Yeah, um, your that, learn to park hashtag. Yeah, it started as a. Um, I don't want to get too into a story, but there there is a backstory for my learn to park, and it was years ago when I was living in um, uh, the Pacific Northwest, and Spokane, Washington has a weekly uh, newspaper called the Inlander. And in the back of the Inlander, they have a Cheers, Jeers, and I Saw Yous. So the oh, the Jeers cool. are the best. So there was one the Jeers. The are the best. And um, so I saw every year, it's like, or every day, week, it's like someone stole my bike. Someone did, you know, so it was like, you know, to the asshole who, you know, flipped me off on the road. So the Jeers are always very fun. And um, there was this one, and I saved the newspaper because it was just, I, I had to, like, respond to. So you can Jeers other people's Jeers. So this lady got a note from another woman because she parked terribly and then she proceeded to like rip this woman who left her a uh, park better note because she was like I'm I forget what it was she was like I'm 36 weeks pregnant and I can't even get into my car uh-huh. like you asshole for parking next to me it's left that note um and then the woman went to Jeers and wrote a note back to the woman that was pregnant and couldn't get into her car because of her poor tro- park job <laughs> And then, um, so I wrote an initial one. So you got a subsequent. Yeah. So then there was like, so then people all over were writing jeers to this lady and her title was called learn to park. Cause that was what the, the pregnant woman wrote to this asshole woman. Uh-huh. And so everyone was doing these jeers things. So at the very end, this went on for months and my, my, what I wrote was not getting into the jeers. And I was just like, damn it. What I wrote was so good. <laughs> oh and I was so upset. And so I was saving them every week. And the lady wrote back the learn to park, the initial the bitch that learned to park wrote back to like uh, I don't know be entitled more and then it just like inflated it even more so every year the Inlander will do an end of the year wrap up and um, they used mine as the end of the year wrap up so it was what? it was worth the wait they were saving it. yeah so it was back in like October or September and then they saved my jeers for the final 
jeers to be like, and we're done with this learn to park lady, but it's been the most enjoyable three month, like 12 weeks. Yeah. Oh God, I have all of them. So ever since then I've been like, yeah, it's just learned. It's true. People need to learn to park. People are. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get a big ass truck. If you're, well, then it's not it's always, not always the, it's, it's not some, always it's like sedans or yeah. like you know there's like priuses that are parking in four parking spots and it's oh like oh, what were you having a a seizure and <laughs> something happened you know where you're are, just like are you what? finding that uh the tesla owners are the worst offenders teslas um Tesla's, I call them big redneck battle trucks. Okay. Um, so the redneck battle trucks are pretty bad. And then, um, and then there's like, you know, you could tell it's just like the sedan. And I don't know, I don't want to judge the owner, but I feel like you're either, I don't know. It's never like, you know, it's never someone with like a handicap placard. They're always in a good spot. Uh-huh. Um, and they never park like assholes, I found. Um, but there's other people who don't have handicap placards that park like assholes near the handicap placards. Um, and then there's just, it's just a bunch of randomness. And sometimes I'll just go, there's also certain parking lots mm. that have more perpetrators than other parking lots. Really? Like, can you give an example of um, So lot? I would, I don't go to Trader Joe's, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like Trader Joe's is a parking lot where you'd find. No, everyone that goes to Trader Joe's is a perfect person. Is a person, okay. <laughs> I don't know. But why well, do they pick the smallest parking lots to. You know what? Trader Joe's and Chick fil A's have the most fucked up parking why lots. Why do they do that? It's like I they're don't like, know. here is this building. It has the tiniest, tightest parking spots, um, and there's only 18 of them. <laughs> so let's put our shop here. Yeah. This is where we want to set up shop. When, yeah. And across the way, they'd be like, that's a whole strip mall, and we could easily have that and have unlimited yeah, parking. The Trader Joe's in East Sac is the worst parking lot ever in the world. There's one in Folsom, and it um, it's next to, like, a Lowe's. So you'd think it'd be, but they, like, pick the one area that has the tiniest, weirdest corner. Uh-huh. So there's, like, not a lot. And then you're competing with Lowe's people, which are in redneck battle trucks and construction worker trucks. So you're... It's not, it's not good. It's still, they, they were just like, this is our thing. If you want to go to Trader Joe's, you got to make it worth it. And you got to learn to park. I go to Trader Joe's a lot in the middle of the day. So it doesn't. That's probably the best time. Much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I go on my lunch break. Yeah. How's your coffee? Good. I'm, I'm drinking it down. I really yeah. like your cups. Oh, thank you. That is a, uh, a local artist. Uh, she goes by your local pot dealer. Okay. Uh, she did that cup. She did my cup. Yeah. She did this candle. Oh, nice. And she's going to be on the podcast uh, the first week of December. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to talking to an artist. Yeah. Yeah. About how she throws down the clay. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like your sugar with coffee and cream? I do. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite <laughs> lines. I actually have that written in my notes where right. I was like, oh, get let, let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's talk about the Beastie Boys. And this time, so, folks, um, Lindy and I have a special announcement that we, this is not, this is not going to be our only Beastie Boy podcast. No. No. We're going to get together hopefully once a month, and we're going to tackle topics like Top five Beastie Boy songs, yeah. Verses, uh, album covers. I don't know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, videos, videos. videos We could probably just do a podcast. Not that it would be a top five, but just like uh, dissecting the documentary. Oh, the uh, yeah, the awesome! I fucking shot that. Which has how many? How many different? um, Because you can watch it in like three. Was it like fifty cameras? 
there's 50 they handed out 50 cameras yeah, t- and then t- there was t- like set that up a little bit t- tell, tell them what that tell them what that is because it's um so it's madison square garden right okay hold yep. on i have your thing right here um so it was one concert or was it two concerts and then they took it all i think it was one concert i think it was one concert one concert they handed out 50 cameras to random fans, right, at the concert in Madison Square Garden. And then everyone that took the camera took From their... When they opened it up, it couldn't be turned off. It was Correct. recording. Yeah. The whole time. So there was like, there's people going to the bathroom in it. And there's people in the nosebleed. So you're getting the, I guess, first person perspective of a Beastie Boys concert at Madison Square Garden from every fucking angle and it's the most amazing thing and how cool is it that you could have been one of the 50 people that got the camera and been like that's my shot that's me right there yeah yeah exactly it's like they named it perfectly and it's just and the beastie boys they put on a damn good show and they are a hoot and a holler and they are a well that was like at the pinnacle of like beastie boy uh what was what was that like 2000 2004 2004 so 2004 that was like they had the, just the come out five bur- the yeah to the, the five boroughs had just come out yeah and so that was the to the five boroughs tour yeah and it was well and it was in their home it was at yeah. their home yeah with was, all the new yorkers and it was freaking oh god this documentary is so if you haven't checked it out by find all it. means find it and watch it and have a good time and turn up your stereo on 11 and <laughs> rock this your one goes to 11. yeah this one goes to 11 you want to turn it to 11 for the beastie boys concert it's um, so good it was always one of my dreams to see the beastie boys at madison square garden i was like <sighs> i'm gonna do it one day it's gonna happen like it's just like it's like like, like that's that's something like with me in concerts like I've seen like Rage Against the Machine in LA. Mm-hmm. Like I've always wanted to see like U2 in Ireland. Oh, you know, yeah. Um, like uh, see Oasis in. Uh, uh, oh my God. Are they coming? Are they back together again? I. You know, <laughs> I think they'll get back together. I think they will. I think Oasis will will tour. Um, th- I'm calling yeah. it. Uh, I think they'll tour. Because they're gonna see the resurgence of all this '90s stuff, and they'll be like, "We need money." Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they need money. Right, I'm sure they do too. Yeah. They like, have to be full-blown alcoholics now, right? Man, poor guys. I hope I hope they're sober. One of them is. One of them still. <laughs> the other one's probably <laughs> one, of them, one of them out of the two. Okay, so we're going to get into it. We're going to list our top five Beastie Boy uh, albums. So I'm really uh, interested to see what, what Lindy is bringing to this. And uh, because we're kind of like... We're two different generations of Beastie Boy fans. Yeah. And so I was telling you that, like, I can remember, like, the anticipation of waiting for a Beastie Boy record to come out. Yeah. And you said you only did that with... Well, I would have got... Because I got into it in the late 90s. Because I was, you know, that's when I was, like, a teen. Mm -hmm. So that was my coming of age. age. (laughs) So um, I was aware of their early... Everything before Hello Nasty. So 98. Yeah. Um... Because I know I've watched their videos in real time in the early 90s and mid 90s, but it, I didn't become a fan until late 90s and 2000s. So then it was, you know, they only had three other records after yeah. Hello Nasty. So I didn't really have anticipation. And by that point, they weren't putting out records like they were in right, the late 80s right. and 90s. Cause yeah, then it because was, like between 86 and 94, they put out. 
four records. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was 98, 2004, 2007, 2011. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's jump into it. Top five Beastie Boy albums with my special guest, Lindy West. Lindy, what do you have at number five? Okay, I went really old school because I think it's important. And um, it's kind of a two-one because we had talked about this um, before recording that some of their records are hard because they're not official records or they have different versions of these records. So I'm going with 1982 Polywog Stew. Oh, you went deep! Slash some old bullshit that they re-released in 94. Um, so this was their, the deep cuts. This is their beginnings. This is the... The roots of the Beastie Boys, which was like the, the their punk yes. roots. And mm-hmm. so I think because punk's not dead, it was important to put it on my top five because when I listen to it, they're they're young. It's like they're little ingenues into the music. And it's still very, for considering how young they are, it's very grown up and good. And it, and it started, this is how they got into the scene of New York. This is what they were doing. And I think the creativity and ingenuity as young men um, was phenomenal. Um, what else do I have in it? It's the beginning of their records. Uh, and the Polywog Stew and Some Old Bullshit, if you listen to it, it's gritty, it's immature, it's messy, it's unrefined, it's creative, it's fun, and it's, it's new. It's their new stuff. It's just, they have a really good... If you listen to it, it has their punk rock roots, but you can hear the beginnings of what they're going to grow into being. Wow. So that's why I picked I picked those. That's great. That's great. I I never would have thought that that was going to be your number 5. No. I, I didn't so like for me to go back, I was like, "Well, I'll tell you what my number 5 is." My number 5 is and I thought that I was going back and that I was paying homage, but I'm putting license to ill. Heck yeah. I was, uh, I was hoping that you would. I was like, I'm hoping we... <laughs> yeah, because License to Ill, well, I've always said that rock and roll, by definition, should be the music that you... Okay, so like everyone, I think that a lot of us, I think that the people who love music, love music because there was an older brother, an older sister, an older aunt, an older uncle that handed down... The Beatles that handed down the Rolling Stones, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, War, that handed those records down to us or that we yeah. listened to them, you know. But then there came a point where we listened to something and those people were like, what is that noise? And that's what rock and roll is. Like, when when you find something that you identify with and the people that were grooming your musical tastes are like, that's horrible. Yeah. Turn it down. Yeah. That's rock and roll. That's what the Beastie Boys licensed to it was to me. Yeah. It was it was bratty. Yeah. It was it was uh it was like frat rock college, you know, yeah. drunken, stupor. Yeah. Uh, but I was a sophomore or junior in high school and that's what I was aspiring to be at that time. Yeah. It was and, fun and god, good hits on License to Ill. Oh, fun. so many hits. So many I mean it's still Right, it spans genres uh-huh. or uh, eras, you know, generations. That's the word I'm looking yeah. for. <laughs> I, I remember, uh, like, uh, I was I I liked License to Ill, but it was like a little bit too heavy for like I don't know, like my circle of friends they weren't into it, and um, I remember we were doing oral reports in um, 
in our English class, and uh, my friend Aaron Garing went up and he said, let me clear my throat. And I was like, that's my new best friend. Yeah. <laughs> right? No yeah. kidding. Yeah. And uh, he became my new best friend. We are best friends for a couple of years, and who knows where he is now. But, <laughs> like, we had this love of the Beastie Boys. And it's, I can listen, I can go back and listen to it, but, like, Girls is bad. <laughs> it is. It's it so is bad. It is. Well, now yeah. it's like a lot of things in the eighties. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. bad now because it's not PC. Um, but if you listen to it lightheartedly and it you can take still, a joke, it's freaking. Oh, it's. Funny. I still love the the whoever's in the background going boom 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 yeah. boom boom yeah. boom boom. Like you said, it's yeah. it's creative and it's innovative and it is. I I think and like, it's fun. Girls to do my dishes. Girls <laughs> <laughs> to do my laundry. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, tongue in cheek, and it that's it's great. But like um, the beats, uh, all of that stuff is still so great. Like she's crafty. It's yeah. the oh, new yeah. style. Four and three and two and one. What yeah. Up? Oh yeah. It's still... Oh my gosh. I have um. So I have a a four year old and a ten year old, and I uh, license to ill is actually the the stepping stone into the beastie boys that i gave them and that is my son my 10 year old's favorite album so far is um, yeah yeah he's always like i want to listen to um uh he loves uh no sleep till brooklyn and brass monkey are his two favorites so oh and fight for your right and he like that's his that's his rager when he wants to when he's kind of angry (laughs) and he'll he'll do like fist pump you gotta fight he'll like Sing it in the back of the car. He just, he gets into it. So I, the License to Ill, although it's, it's not one of my top five, but. We still got to talk about it. Yeah, we got to talk about it and I was hoping you would bring it up. And then it is definitely my 10 year old son's first one. So I'm like, it's, it's that, it's slipping it in. It's the gateway drug. Awesome. This is the gateway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, and eventually he's going to like something that you're Oh, he's going to like every... Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. But eventually he's going to like something that you're like, what is this? Yeah. And that's going to be his It'll Beastie be. Boys. Yeah, it will, it will be. Yeah. Or he'll just like the Beastie Boys, hopefully. So. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have at number four? Okay, number four. I'm going with the same thing as my number five in that it's kind of a two for one. And it's the... Um, 1996's In Sounds From Way Out. I was hoping you'd talk about this. Okay, good. And then I put versus, because I felt like that was a good word, versus the mix-up from 2007. Because they are essentially the same, but sort of (laughs) different. Because they're similar songs, and they're both equally instrumentally ill. Because they're all instrumental. They're both instrumental. Mm -hmm. They're different, but they're similar because i think a lot of people were shocked when they found out that the beastie boys could play instruments well and that's why i think a lot of people don't know is that they play all their instruments yeah. <laughs> like they're not just wannabe rappers as people think they are they they play the guitar the bass the drums they do it all and they mix it and they they fabricate their music and that's what made they're magicians they're actual artists yeah so um when you when you finally get a chance to list, to read or listen to that Beastie Boy book, um, you, your heart is just going to melt when you hear about like how creative and innovative uh, MCA was, and how he was the one that just pushed them to like, well we don't have a drum machine, well we could do this, well we don't have this, well we could do it this way, 
well, how are we going to do that? Well, look, I did this. And he, like, really pushed the envelope on all of that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my friend Ted Johnson because he loved the In Sound From Way Out. But me being such a hip-hop and a lyrical, like, I love lyrics. So, yeah. So, like, an album, like a Beastie Boy album that didn't have any lyrics was just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. I like it because it's good. It's really good background noise. Like I said, this is like you're having a dinner party and grandma's showing up. Put on mm. the mix up or in sounds from yeah, Boys. and you're just like, and then she'll be like, and then you'll then you can play another Beastie Boy album. She'll be like, oh, what's this? And you'll be like, we've been listening to the Beastie Boys all night, grandma. And then she can't, you know, <laughs> deny it. And then you'll be like, this is still this is the same people. And she'll be same like, band. I'm confused. And you'll be like, exactly. Go sit down. Go sit down. <laughs> You're always confused. Yeah. But I liked it because, like, in sound, it has a more raw, live feeling to it. And the songs are different and eclectic. And then if you like more of a refined, cleaner version, the mix-up is what you'd want to go for. Um Oh, and then I put that the songs are more cohesive because they kind of go together, which yeah. I think it's good because the 96 ver- one instrumental album was like a younger Beastie Boys. And then the 2007 was like this gentleman. Is the, is the, is the earlier one a shorter record than the, than the later one? No, I think both? the mix up. No, I think In Sounds From Way Out is another. I, they're both like only 45 minutes. Oh, like they're short. Man. Yeah, there's like short. Third dinner party. Third. Okay. <laughs> Here you All go, right. Grandma. Grandma, it. go take a nap. I get it. You know, so. All right. Um, yeah. We're going to have to have a dinner party with, like, Tina San Lucas. And Ooh, a of yeah, and just and be like, sorry, Tina, we're, we're going like, to listen okay. to only we'll, you know, we'll BC Intermental. We'll let Tina cook, and you and I will DJ. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There we All go. Right. My number four is from 1994 ill communication heck yeah and i love this record and it came right on the so check your head had only come out in 1992 so just like two years later another record and it was like the evolution of um it was like because i check your head was so great but like this one was was funkier and it was rougher. Yeah. And it almost seemed like I don't know. It almost seemed like they just kept jamming on the stuff that didn't make check your head. Yeah. Um. But did um, they tour in between? Was there a tour in? That's a good question. In between, so between ninety two and ninety four, they were on tour with. Uh, in ninety two, they toured with Cypress Hills, the Rollins Band. Um, I saw that show at the Universal Amphitheater uh, <laughs> right about this time of year. Oh, my gosh. Because I remember uh, getting back. I remember going to the concert on a Tuesday night. And on a Wednesday, I was with my mom uh, buying all the Thanksgiving stuff. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, they toured in 92, but then they didn't tour again until the Ill Communication Tour okay. in 94. Okay. So, yeah. And I'll never forget uh, where I was um, the the first time I heard uh, Get It Together oh, with yeah. Q-Tip. Um, I was driving on Union Avenue in Bakersfield, and I was headed out to my friend JJ's house. We were about to have a party out at the Ponderosa. He lives on a ranch. And I had just gotten off work, and uh, like the late night radio was like, we got a brand new track by the Beastie Boys. And 
you know, that's when you couldn't just hear everything over and over again. The right. second it got, it was we, on the radio play, and you had yeah, to hear it in that, real time. <laughs> I remember telling, I was like, oh man, yeah, this is such. Ill Communication is such a great record. Um, um, so many great songs from it. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's just, I love it. Ill Communication is my number four. Yeah. Okay. What do you have at uh, number three? My number three is Hot Sauce Committee Part 2 from 2011. And I have it because it's got some jammers on it. And it's so good. That first song on Hot Sauce Committee when Adron... Make Some Noise? Oh, yeah. No, wait, is it Make Some Noise? There's one in there where Ad Rock goes off. On Stop, Don't Stop, na 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 And he just goes off. Yeah. And I was just like... Like, stylistically, like, they were just, like, so good at rhyming by that point. Yeah. It was... And, they were, like, butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just smooth and... Yeah. Ugh. Um, the hot sauce committee popped up on a few people's list when I took it to Facebook. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Cause it's a good one. I love the, okay. As a, as a person who uses the word, okay, too much, the fact that they had a track called, okay. okay. And then I freaking love that song. Cause I will, I will. Okay. A motherfucker to death. And, uh, and that, that song made me feel like it was okay to, okay. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's a hard listen for me because that's like right. I think like it came out and then MCA died. So like, I I heard because you can hear some of the tracks his his recordings. He has that hoarser voice uh, and it sounds a little. So I think they pushed it like he they started recording it and then he got sick and they kind of. Um, I don't know if it's true. I'd have to look yeah, it up. But yeah. I heard. Um, somewhere a long time ago that he recorded some of it while he was like sick at home and then was sending them the tracks, you know? And so that's why you can hear some of the rhymes are a little bit poor quality sort uh-huh. of, but they really wanted to get it out before he passed in 2012. Okay. So, so it does, yeah. So, so they pushed it to be like, we have to get another record. And they, um, I don't know if it was an interview or something, but they said like, all the proceeds from Hot Sauce Committee, they're wanting to give to MCA's family to help them out because they don't, you know, they're like, we're going to be alive and we're living off of our records. Uh-huh. His kids need to, Man. you know, they're already dealing with enough. And then same thing with why they won't be doing anything artistically because they're missing a member. Yeah, they're not the Beastie so, Boys anymore. Yeah, so yeah. they're like, that would make no sense. Like, they're, we won't be doing that. So, Okay, what about this? What about a rap supergroup with the surviving members of the Beastie Boys and the surviving members of Tribe Called Quest? Oh, shit. <laughs> right? Give us at least two songs. Wow. Well, that I mean, okay, well, how many members? Because there's like nine. <laughs> there's like nine dudes. Okay, OD, no, no, ODB, look, ODB is dead. No, 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 you're going, you're going Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, that's Wu-Tang, that's right, okay. No, oh, Tribe Called Quest. Quest, yeah, that's with Q-Tip. Okay, Q-tip, yes. shit, okay, and then there's um, uh, Fife. So Fife was the one who passed away. Okay, oh, is he the one? He so died? Like, Jerobi. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, okay, that, so is there two, was there three? There was three 
man, we're gonna get bashed by the hip hop heads. On I this know. One. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Not, let's just leave yeah. it alone. Okay. Let's, let's move on. Okay. I watched the documentary with Fife. Wasn't um, it great? That was. It was sad. You know who directed that? No. Michael Rappaport. Oh shit! I think I remember that. Yeah. He's yeah. like a. Well, yeah, he's he's, a, he's, he's an interesting dude. That's all you can say, right? Yeah. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. And he's like, um, gosh, what was it? He's like a one of those actors too, where I'm like, he's either really good, and I enjoy Michael Rappaport in a movie, or I'm just like, somebody needs to give Michael Rappaport some acting lessons or something. Well, now like he's that. in that TV show with the uh, Atypical, yeah, which yeah. he does. Um, I he. His acting in that movie or that show is a lot of like before he says his delivers his lines. It's a lot of ooh, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> like there's like a warm up when like, he's starting. A that car. is such a Michael Rappaport <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What are we doing? Like that's the whole like as the dad because he's the dad in it, and he's like the you know he's got the difficult son that oh, has like the spectrum, and then he's got a teenage daughter who's just. Just I, a teenage daughter and they're terrible and then he has like this cheating wife that he loves that is being a total she's overwhelmed and is needs to find her identity and so he's like what do you mean what do you mean i go to work i pay for this don't you like your house you know and it's just like it's, it's a hands up and whoa, 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 whoa. so but he was in another movie a long time ago <laughs> He's like um, a, uh, oh, what's it called? A parking police. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he um, needs money, so he goes and takes a, he get, he's a guinea pig for a pharmaceutical pill. And the pharmaceutical pill, he thinks, is starting to give him superpowers, where he can, like, walk through walls. It's so good. What? Um, so he thinks he's a superhero because he has these superpowers. I don't want to ruin it for you. It's freaking... It's a really good, and Michael Rappaport um, doesn't do his warm-up talking. He delivers his lines solidly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just... and, it's, and it's really good. It came out in, like, the late, early 2000s. You know what I mean? Like I just looked up Michael Rappaport, and I, I forgot that he's one of the reasons I love uh, Beautiful Girls. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie, Beautiful Girls? No, I don't Beautiful think Girl so. Beautiful Girl will make you dizzy, like you've been drinking Jack oh. and Coke all day. Oh. Um, okay, enough about Michael Rappaport. Michael Rappaport. <laughs> We gotta move on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. What's your number three? My, <laughs> my number three, and you know, this could easily be my number one, but like mm-hmm. this one, like really, uh, my number three is uh, Check Your Head. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It opens up with people, how you doing? There's a new day dawn and for the earth morning, it's a brand new morning. Where he says, all I ever really wanted to do was get nice, get used, and use a little slice of life. Yeah. Sending out love to all the corners of the land. I jumped up on the stage and took a mic in my hand. Yeah. I'm not playing the role, just being who I am. And if you try to diss me, I couldn't give a damn. Damn. Fucking love the. Yeah. That record, that it's, check your head is good. Check your head. Check your how was check your head on the a lot of people's. Um, I don't think so. Really, I don't think I. I feel like anyone. Okay, I I honestly feel like most dudes. Um, let's go, thirty nine, to like. 
I don't know, above. 50? Yeah, 50, yeah. 50, 53 maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. go that way. Um, I feel like I dated, I dated an older man. He was 16 years older than me, and uh-huh. he did not. So he would be, he'd be like 54, and he was not in the, it like passed him. He oh, like, okay. He like grew up before Beastie Boys because he was still under like the. Yeah, the, he was probably like Def Leppard. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Do you know him? No. It was, it was, like, it was totally Def Leppard. Um, and not a Beastie Boys fan, which we, that was one reason why we had to break up. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, but early 50s. And then, um, but Check Your Head has to be because that was would have been like the, the coming of. Yeah, that's age like the album. Of age Beastie Boy album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it the and it has the "So What You Want" video, which yeah, I'm oh, sure God. we're gonna talk about. At oh great my God! Eventually. Oh my God! Because I think that one was the first video I saw where I was like, "Ooh," uh-huh. as a young woman, "Ooh, ooh," right? who are these? Yeah, dirty lumberjack men. <laughs> Who are these bad boys in the woods with their the beanies woods. and the camera angles and they're all up in the oh camera asking me what I want? I'll tell you what I want. Uh, as a woman, I would love a man to ask me what I want. What you want? Ooh, <laughs> daddy. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It's such a great record. It is. And it's got... Um, it's their toe dip into instrumentals. Yes, yeah. There's a lot more instrumentals on yeah. that one. That's Something, when they're... Something's Gotta Give is probably one of my favorite tracks from that one. And it's so... MCA's voice is so good and smooth. Something's Gotta Give recorded uh, while they were trapped in their studio with the L.A. riots going on outside. Oh, dang. And so um, I've seen better days than this one. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen better nights oh, than this one. Oh, and the way one. they got the wah-wahs in it. Yes. Like, oh, it's God so... damn. And Let's it's get the, oh, the Yeah, the bass line on it. It was like, yeah, how are they? It's such a good, like, what a good song to describe like chaos because it's sexy but when you listen to the lyrics it's heavy mm-hmm. and it so it gives you all the feel so then you're like getting angry because you're like yeah man something's gotta get fuck i'm mad at the world right now and then yeah. but you're like but the sexy melodic tone just makes me be like well fuck it i'm just gonna enjoy life as it you know so it's just like <laughs> oh it's so good um another one of my favorite tracks on that record is uh professor booty Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, booty. It's, it's booty. It's very deep in the album. Yeah. So if you get there, you deserve this party. It's and true. A lot of their albums are like that, where they're like, thank you for listening the whole time. Yeah, thank you for coming all this yeah. way for us. We're going to give you something real, real funky now. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite, uh, <laughs> one of my silliest and favorite Ad-Rock lines is, uh, so uh, my voice sounds sweet because it has to. Because so, <laughs> so, I'm a master blaster drinking up the Shasta. My yeah. voice sounds sweet because it has to. Yeah. He's like, what rice was Shasta? Shasta. <laughs> oh, and uh, and MCA's verse on that album is just like, oh my gosh. Um, I like because check your head is check your head would be the album because um. License to Ill and Paul's Boutique, MCA was still talking about, like, busting caps and everything. And then Check Your Head, I think, is when yeah. he, like, was, like, peace, love, and happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Free, free to yeah. bet. There's, a, there's, there, there's like, inklings of it in um, um, in Paul's Boutique. Yeah. Little, like, like they a were verse maturing. or two. Yeah. yeah. There's, like, a verse or two in Paul's Boutique where you're like, whoa. They're kind of, like, turning the corner. But... But like they say, like before the but like before the calm, there's a storm, right? But like Paul's boutique is definitely like 
it's, it's dark, it's twisted. We'll get yeah. to Paul's Boutique in a yeah. little bit, I think, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, check your head. It was uh, me at, like, the very start of my party years. And I was, what, if Paul's Boutique, uh, not Paul's Boutique, check your head, I'm sorry. Check your head came out in 92. I was 21. Oh, and, yeah, so it's hitting you. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, you know, going to bars, partying, and yeah. like that was that God, was the it's soundtrack. Such a ni- it's such a good 90s. Yeah. Well, Check Your Head and Ill Communication are like just top yes. 90s yeah. albums. Yeah, great 90s albums. Yeah. Yeah, if we're going to rank just like 90s albums, yeah. they both deserve to be in Abs- there. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, All we're right. we're getting we're getting close. We're Libby. getting close. We're we getting are getting close. What do you have at number two? Oh my god, my number two is to the five boroughs from two thousand and four. Oh man, I just love I love this album came up a lot. Did in, it? And talking to other people, talking to people your age, this album came up a lot. Really? Okay, because yes. I feel like five boroughs is one of their dismissed, one of their most dismissed albums. Because people don't bring it up. And I think it's because, um, check it out, people think is from their earlier albums because it kind of has that feel, even though it's like newer. But I don't know. I just think it's a fucking party record. The beats are hella sick. Um, the rhymes are really good. All like Almost all their songs are hype songs. Uh, the stutter and check it out. Check it out. It's just like it's very Michael Rappaporty. So I just love that. Three the hard way is another high. That song just makes me. It just makes me. I put on my makeup and just be like, yeah. Hey, fuck you. Uh-huh. is a freaking great song. And I walk around my house, I don't know about you, but um, <laughs> I walk around my house or like in life and I have to, you know, filter to have it just in my head if I'm outside my walls. But when I'm home, I'll just be like, I'll have conversations in my mind and I'll be like, and if you don't like it, then hey, fuck you. You know? And so um, that's one of my favorite ones. Uh, Triple Trouble is another hype song. And it's just, yeah. it's freaking bananas. It's so good. Um, oh, also, Triple Trouble is another one that, like, it, Awesome I Fucking Shot That is is the Five Burrows is on Awesome I Fucking... And every song, all their, like, party hype songs from the Five Burrows is just, like, a, like every time it, like, comes on, I just get good feelings from the documentary because it's such a good party album and you just feel... It's just... I don't know. The I, Awesome I, I Fucking Shot That is an experience. I so. think one of the reasons was, like, there wasn't... Uh, Rap was in a different place by that point. Yeah. Um, I think it's more of like a, like, I think that um, um, To the Five Girls is more like a late 90s hip hop album. And it was coming out like in the early 2000s. And like, uh, like Jay-Z had taken hip hop in a different direction yes. by that point, yeah. I think. Well, and we were getting into like early 2000s. We were getting like Nelly yeah. and Ludacris and stuff mm-hmm. were starting to take hip hop into the like what we would the beginning of mumble rap right <laughs> I was about to say yeah um where we're at now which I I'm not dissing mumble rap because a lot of those songs as um as much as I don't understand them they have really good beats behind yes, them where do. I'm just like shit I want to hate the song but I'm not listening to the lyrics. I'm not listening to the lyrics. I'm just not going to listen to the lyrics if there are any um I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to listen to this really good beat so yeah oh man brouhaha I love, you know what I love about Beastie Boys is how they'll keep a beat, um, and all three of them do this, and they'll change the cadence 
of the rap in the song, but keep the consistency with the track. But even in their rapping, they'll go from one cadence of their rap and then they'll change it into something else. You know what I mean? So, and I just love how they can weave words and their rhymes yeah, and like you, that. The and, thing that is, like, by 2004, they've been doing it for, like, 15 years. Yeah. At least, more, maybe more. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years, right? If yeah. we go back to Paul Lux Stewart. Yeah. Yeah. Which would, they did do, like, a little bit. They they were tinkering with yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, 20 years of... Of being wordsmiths. Yeah, and just making amazing music and toying with... Mm-hmm. Rhymes and lyrics and musicality. You know, I was watching a hip hop documentary the other day, and and it's not it wasn't the Beastie Boys, but when you talk about how like they were wordsmiths, the guy was saying, um, "I have sixteen bars, and I know that if I want to craft a perfect rhyme, I need so many syllables per line in that bar." And he's like, and sometimes, and he's like, and my verses, I'm setting you up. For the knockout punch. He also said that if I want to write a good verse, sometimes I start with the ending first and then I fill it up to that. So then that makes you, you structure your, it. You take your punchline. Yeah. And then take you, your punch. Yeah. And no, and I I was trying that philosophy. I was talking to another comic and we were talking about like timing on stage. And, yeah. And I said, Do you think it's kind of like this? And like we were kind of like, you know, I, I see that. And so I've been trying, I've been messing with that. I've been thinking about that. I've been cognizant of it when I've been writing lately for comedy. Yeah. Of like, let me start with the punch and let me see, you know. How, what, many, how do I get there? Yeah. With only having so many words. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. That's a great record. I'm glad you brought it. I'm glad you're bringing up these records that I wouldn't have brought up. We're, we're bringing like our two beastie worlds together. Yes. And this is exactly what I wanted to have happen here. Oh, good. Yeah. My number two. Are you ready to talk about my number two? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I, when I find myself in a Beastie Boy mood, um, because my number one album, I have to be in a mood for. But when I want to be, when I'm just like driving and I'm like, it's a beautiful day and it's fucking gorgeous. I'm about to open up the top. I fucking go to Hello Nasty. Yes. It is such a great record. It's the... It's when I saw them. So that tour is when I saw the Beastie Boys in the round at the Forum uh, with Rancid opening up. Oh. Yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. And that that show was amazing. Um, the, even like the whole lead up to Hello Nasty, they it was their first time working with... Uh, um, God darn it, Mixed Master Mike. Oh, right, yeah. So, like, the beats were completely... It was, like, somebody who grew... So, what's so awesome about it is that, like... So, Mixed Master Mike grew up a DJ out here in this area. Yeah. And he just loved hip-hop, so he brought, like, a completely different flavor, but knew what the Beastie Boys were all about, yeah. you know? So, um, when before that album came out, they were teasing it on their website, which you imagine what a website was like in 1998. When did this album come out? It's all 98. Yeah. Yeah. That website was so like, at, H- at that, HTML. At that time, it was <laughs> so high stuff. tech. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were, uh, every week, they were releasing an instrumental track. 
So you would only get the instrumentals. And then when the album came out, then then you got to hear the whole thing. Right. And that's when the Beastie Boys just like blew up. That's when what they went worldwide. What a good teaser. What, what good visionaries they were because that i mean for 98 to be dropping teasers like that yeah and then think about just like five years later in 2003 and then we're getting like u2's dropping a whole album without our permission onto all of our devices <laughs> yeah you know what i mean so like they were that was that's they're just geniuses i'm gonna oh because you brought up hello nasty um, I might as well go to my number one because it's my number one. Oh, it's your number it's one? It's my number one because it is the thing, it is the album that really got me into the Beastie Boys. When I heard Intergalactic, which is just oh, it, Intergalactic gosh. is the fucking jam. And it is a masterpiece. And if I hear it anywhere, like if it's in the background somewhere, it is the one song that'll be like, is playing you know like it's just the, the I, everything about it i love the roboticness the video of it um let's see i put um so hello nasty is ad rock's favorite album yes i have that that ad rock says that ad rock said that um and they started recording it they started the whole hello nasty in 95 so they started it but it took three years wow. um to do and um but ad rock says it's the every time he listens to it it's he just goes man this album is a true masterpiece and i think it's because it was not just all three of them having their hands into it but they got all these other good new collaborations and it is a masterpiece you listen to it like hello nasty is it's always been my like top albums in general and then if I was Ooh, ever, just like if you're ranking in general, your, if I'm wow. ra ranking anything, Hello Nasty is it. If I was marooned on an island and I had one album to listen to for the rest of my days, it would be Hello Nasty. Because um, I'm never not in the mood. I will always listen to it. It never gets old to me. Um, it's just a great, it's a great album. I mean, Super Disco Breakin'. Super disco, disco breaking. Yeah, well, and that's it, the, I like my sugar with coffee and cream. Yeah, you know? it starts off well. It's fifty cups of coffee, coffee and you know, know it's, it's on. on. Yeah. Oh God, it's just body moving. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Body no moving, and I love the the Fat Boy Slim remix to it. Was so good too. the The album version is also great. So, and that was the other thing is. Um, intergalactic body moving. Um, what's another one that gets another? Uh, Remote, remote control. control. Yes, remote control is really good. Yes. Yeah. Um, and people have done remixes of them, and I've never been like, this is a terrible remix. Every remix, I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know if I like this more than the uh -huh. original track. So that's why I'm like, Hello Nasty is just my favorite. Um, three mics and one DJ. Yeah. Oh, my God. The move on and on until the break of dawn. And then um, the ill peripheral. Oh, my God. I love it when you spaz out on oh, the because yeah. I'm that fool that broke the key. Oh, my gosh. The breakdowns in the song. Oh, my God. The uh, song for the man. That's another one because that's kind of a feminist song because he, you know, it's um, what makes you feel like you got the right to look her up and down. It's the whole song, even though it's short, is about like entitlement issues. Um, I assume as like a white man. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. um, it's just a really good, I was like, that song's great if you listen to the lyrics, but it's guised in like this do, 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 which is kind of like if we think about a generic white man, that's kind of the beat of a generic white man. Heavy. No flavor, uh -huh. just entitlement heavy, just 
Like, what do you mean? Boring. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't have the right to look her up and down. Yeah, because you're like a. Yeah. Well, she shouldn't have wore that. Yeah. Oh right? God. Oh my yeah. gosh. Assholes. I love it, Lindy. Yeah. So this that's is what, great. Yeah. But yeah, the Hello Nasty is also one of the albums that it just makes me feel my. I used to listen to it. I used to ski and snowboard a lot. And going up to the mountain, I always put Hello Nasty on. And Hello Nasty was on my, you know, what would have been the beginnings of iPods. Um, so, uh-huh. like, my shuffle. I had a shuffle. <laughs> Hello Nasty was on my shuffle. Wow. So, it was, like, listening to it and just going skiing. And so, like, it just every, it just makes me think of bluebird snowy mountain days. and Yeah, and MCA loves snowboarding. Yeah, that's... Yeah, well, so they apparently... They would play shows in between Sacramento and um, this was during like your time. Just so that they could go to Tahoe. To Tahoe, and um, there's rumors. I don't. I was, it was before my Tahoe time. Um, but they would play concerts, like impromptu concerts, at like Sierra Ski Ranch wow. in the parking lot, and then they would go have like go to house parties in South Lake Tahoe because they were in their twenties and they were partiers. I believe it. And they would ju- and they were always always Beastie Boys are for the fans. They love their fans. Yeah. And they're just for their fans. And they you could tell, like, that's one thing that I love about the BC Boys is that they do it for the love of it. They don't do it for the money. They don't do it for the fame. They just are artists who want to share with other people who want to love what they have to make. And that is just, how can you not like that? How, yeah, yeah. You I know, get it. like, I get so... It. That's what, yeah. So, Hello Nasty is my number one. What is your number one? Before I go to my number one, <laughs> I want to go to, uh, I posted on Facebook and I asked uh, folks on Facebook to list what their uh, top five Beastie Boy albums were. And uh, a lot of these people we know, uh, Robert Berry right away said, is there a bad one? I know. I agree with Robert Berry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert Berry. But then Robert Berry, here's Robert Berry's top five. And Robert Berry is... Uh, a couple years older than me. So when you were talking about like the fans, yeah, yeah, Robert he's a, Barry he's fits a that. Def Leppard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Robert Barry, I should ask him. What's but your Robert top Barry five has Leppard? a good because Robert Barry, I believe, has like he's a, like a, a punk rocker. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would say he's not necessarily Def Leppardy. No, he might right. enjoy them, but I would say that he his taste in music is probably higher. Pretty eclectic. Yeah, Robert's got uh, number five, Ill Communication. Number four, License to Ill. Number three, Hello Nasty. Two, Check Your Head. And number one, Paul's Boutique. Yes. I went online and um, for the, like, Google ranking. Uh-huh. Um, so this was, like, across, I don't know how many people they asked, but Paul's Boutique was number one. And the then Google I think ranking. It, yeah, in the Google ranking, it was um, that, and then it was either Check Your Head or Ill Communication. So it was pretty in line with Robert Berry's. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, this young comic, uh, I think he's from San Jose. But he's like early 20s. His name is Stevie C. Um, I was just glad to hear somebody in their early 20s saying that they had a favorite Beastie Boy record. Yeah. He said, I only got three. License to Ill, Paul's Boutique, and Check Your Head. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I Like like Stevie C just like moved up a little bit in my, in my, in my notches, in my rankings. Um, Corky McDonald, who is, I don't know if you know improv, who he is. Right? Yeah, yeah, improv guy. Yeah. Improv guy. Right about my age, maybe a little bit. He's somewhere our ages. Not your ages, but more yeah. <laughs> me and Robert Barry. Um, he says, um, and I don't know if this is his order. This, his order must be 
His order is Hello Nasty, Check Your Head, Ill Communication, uh, LTI. Oh, License to Ill. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and Paul's Boutique. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, then I said, uh, Corky, is that your order? Hello Nasty 5th? And he says, Haha, yeah, that's my order. I don't think I've revisited Hello Nasty since 2000 or so. Just didn't dig it as much as I dug their other stuff. And considered Paul's Boutique and License to Ill their all-time classics. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Travis Von, Schlott, Von Schrutz, the kid I know from Bakersfield, who did some of the art in my living room, he <laughs> says he 100% agrees with Corky's list. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Sharon E. Smith, um, he is one of the co-hosts of the Gag on This podcast. I'm not sure if you know him. Uh, he says, number five, To the Five Burrows. Uh, number four, License to Ill. Number three, Ill Communication. Number two, Check Your Head. Number one, Hello Nasty. This guy is in your ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, Sharon, Paul's Boutique, number not. I said, Sharon, Paul's Boutique isn't even in your top five. And he says, nah, I only like one or two cuts on Paul's Boutique. So, heavy duty. Um, Patrick Spurlock, uh, record producer, uh, engineer, sound guy, okay. uh, musician from Bakersfield. Okay. Says, uh, To the Five Burrows, yeah. Hello Nasty, Hot Sauce Committee, yes. Check Your Head, Paul's Boutique. Okay. That is a very eclectic list. Yeah. Um, I asked him, would you give License Tale an honorable mention? <laughs> Absolutely. These are my repeat listenings all the way through go-to albums. Um, Mike LaRosa, improviser, says, it, I, I couldn't make a top five, but Sorry. I've always loved the mix-up. Oh, interesting. Yeah, always loved the mix-up. And that's what we got from there. And I don't know if that kind of, it's kind of obvious what my number one is. My number one is... Um, Paul's Boutique. As it should be. And, <laughs> you know, so being uh, the, the Beastie Boy fan who was waiting for License to Ill Part 2, mm -hmm. Paul's Boutique had to grow on me. Like, I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, and I liked one or two songs. But then as, like, I just kept playing it and playing it and playing it, I was like, this whole thing plays like a complete song. Like, yeah, like when, it, when does it end? It doesn't ever end. And I have made the comparisons that, like, people, like, I am calling Paul's Boutique uh, the Beastie <laughs> Boys. I call, <laughs> I call Paul's Boutique the Beastie Boys Pet Sounds. Okay. Because it's just all these samples and... Yeah. I mean, it took sampling to a the whole sample. new level. Yes, oh my God. Yeah. Like, and the... the the tracks that they sampled, like what was it, the Eagles? Yeah, the for Eagles Paul, for, for um, Paul Revere. Yeah, that, yeah, which is like such a good sample. Like, and they just like hi, like they took that. I'm gonna say, I'll, I'll, I'll offend people. They took that mediocre Eagle song <laughs> and they heightened it to to just qual like. Oh man, they made it into basically like a murder spree song. They made it into a Dateline episode, <laughs> and it was just like. 
you know, it's just, yeah. oh God. Yeah. Oh, just the way. There, there's some their this... hooks, their, yeah. Paul's Boutique is, I didn't want it on mine because I knew off of Google and what I anticipated for other people. And I was like, and Paul, Paul's Boutique is definitely, I think, um, collectively across the board is everyone's darling. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, it it's be, everyone's pet sounds. It's everyone's Sergeant Pepper. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, and, and it is a, it is a great, it's such a good album. And that was one reason why I was like, I, you know, I teeter. And that was one reason why I went with like my list. Cause I was like, if I'm confused, cause like check your head and ill communication are two albums that I will be like, Oh, Paul's Boutique. About, do I like Paul's Boutique? What I love about your list is you made Lindy's list. You didn't make uh, a list to please the fans. Right. Like, <laughs> you made Lindy's list. And that's what I really love about your list. Um, there's some stuff on Paul's Boutique that just gets dark, like looking down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. Right? Um, but then there's some stuff on this that's just silly. Yeah. Um, but my favorite, and probably one of my favorite Beastie Boy tracks of all time, and probably one of the reasons why, like, I love your idea of, like, yeah, let's just get into, like, our favorite MCA song or our favorite MCA verse or whatever we're going we're gonna to do eventually is I love for a year and a day. And it's buried deep in the album. And MCA says, um, MC for what I am and do the A is for Adam. And I'm doing it to it. And he says, as I pray and hope that the message is sent and I'm living in the dreams that I have dreamt because I'm down with the three, the unstoppable three, me and Adam and D for all of eternity. Yeah. And Aww. I'm just like, gosh. Aww, like, their brotherhood is just, it makes me want to weep. Yeah, I almost, I almost teared up right now. Yeah, like, I Because it just breaks my heart. It does. And they're just, oh, God. They're just too, they're, they're like just, their camaraderie. For one thing, relationships are fucking hard. Friendships, romantic, all of it. And any band that can span time like that. And the other thing is like, it's so hard to progress and grow as an individual. And these three dudes did it for over 20 years, this a majority of their life, they grew and they progressed together. Yeah. And it was like, you know. And they matured and it wasn't. And, and they and they collaborated and they probably compromised more than we all know, but they did yeah. it in like a way that created, and but they were like busting out the hits. So they were just on this magic, I don't know, once in a lifetime magical cloud that was the Beastie Boys, which is why it's like. Everything. I mean, even their name. What does it stand for? It's an acronym. Oh, it was like boys. boys. Hold on, my ever. Did you write it down? Boys entering Antarctic and and I can't uh, <laughs> Antarctica. Anarchistic, anarchistic. Anarchistic states towards internal excellence. Boys. <laughs> so it, it's just like their own name from when they created it back in the early 80s was like we're on this journey together they, they knew like they we're knew. about to take this journey and they and did it if 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 um and the, the lyrics and stuff if words are a spell right um uh, they put it in the beginning they're like we're the beastie boys it's an acronym for this thing that we're going to take in this journey and the three of us you know um schoolhouse rocks told us uh or at least i remember uh three is the magic number do you remember wow three, three. Yeah. It's a magic magic number. (laughs) And they took it. They're like, look, it's three the hard way. We're going to fucking do this thing. And we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we're going to create magic. And I I don't know if I, um, it's like when people say they don't like dogs, if they say they don't like beastie boys, do you judge them? I will instantly, I'll be like, 
oh, you're not. I'm like, well, you're let me drop good, you off. Yeah, you're not a good person. <laughs> yeah, you might not be a good person. <laughs> yeah, I'll let go. I like, I'll, I'll let go of like, you don't like the Beatles. I'll yeah. let go of like, you don't like the Red Hots. I'll let, I'll let yeah. that, that kind of stuff go. But, uh, but if they say they don't like the Beastie Boys, like, yeah. that's kind of personal. Yeah, and if especially with how much we've gone through their albums, if you don't like one of them. Mm-hmm. And there isn't one Beastie Boy album that you enjoy or a song that you can't get down with. You're, it's like you must not like uh, Earth. <laughs> and you must not like this journey as a humanoid. You should probably, I don't know, cease to exist. I don't know. I don't wow. want to tell you what to do with your life. But what I'm saying is that I'm judging you harshly. I don't like how and, you're living. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you're not living. Your vibes are wrong. <laughs> there's, like... there's right, there's wrong, and then there's technique, and in that technique is liking a Beastie Boys song somewhere, and you have no technique, so you must be wrong. Okay, we have a really hard job to do right Ooh. now. Like, we're going to take your list, my list, and we're going to agree on a number one and a number two, and then sometimes when we're putting these together, we end up we end up compromising and listening to what the people said on Facebook. Okay. Right? So with that having been said, um, I think that number one and two are easy for us. Are are one and two Paul's Boutique and Hello Nasty? Well, what one's number one? I feel like Hello Nasty needs to be number one. I think... Because it's your number two... But a lot of people didn't have it. I, I right? Think, but I think... Okay, okay, I always do this. Let's think about... Think about your mom or your grandma. I'm going to think about my mom. My mom would, my mom listens to Hello Nasty. Like if it, if I put it on or if it's ever, or even back in the day when I was a teenager, my mom didn't mind Hello Nasty. She would like, there was other Beastie Boys albums, but she was just like, nah, I don't know. Um, and even my kids like, like my son likes License to Ill, but he also loves Hello Nasty. Paul's Boutique, he only likes Paul Revere. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say you know what for the people because it it could be the gateway yeah let's say Hello Nasty is number one yeah it's Ad Rock's favorite yeah I didn't think I don't know what Mike D's favorite or MCA's uh-huh. was um, but I do know that as far as uh, I'm gonna take Ad Rock as the representing the Beastie Boys uh-huh. <laughs> for, for for the sake of this argument <laughs> and let's go. Yeah, Hello right, Nasty. Hello Paul's Nasty. Boutique, absolutely. Number two, close number one. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, are gonna, they really, it's milliseconds apart in the race. And we're not going to comp out and say it's a tie. No. No, there's no a we got to do, we're doing, it. yeah, there is yeah. a Hello Nasty is it. And then Paul, or Paul Revere, Paul's Boutique is that like because millisecond I'm gonna behind. Say, I'm going to say that unless you love Hello Nasty, you're not going to appreciate Paul's Boutique. Oh, that's a good point. You're not ready for Paul's Boutique. No. Until you've mastered Hello Nasty. Yeah. 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 It's like next level Beastie Boydom. Yes. So I'm not even going to try to get you there. I'm not going to try to get to third base without showing you first and second base. Yeah. Grandma, if you can't listen to Hello Nasty, then I'm not Paul's Boutique. Yeah. And I, I, I was thinking this earlier, too, is that, like, I think Hello Nasty is the Beastie Boys in the studio getting Paul's Boutique right. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, like perspective. If, if they had if if they had made Hello Nasty right after License to Ill, like it would have been like that's what the fans wanted. Yeah. But they had to get they had to ditch those fans. Yeah. And not they had to like 
you know, like you got everybody chasing you and you got to like dip around the corner and lose some people. Yeah. And I think that's what Paul's Boutique did. And then, but in the end, um, cause I, I had this, um, Paul's Boutique, um, like as far as like, like hip hop wise is like considered one of the, Paul's Boutique Spin Magazine ranked number 12 of the 100 greatest albums between 85 and 2005. Interesting. Ranked Paul's Boutique. Um, VH1 ranked Paul's Boutique number 74, the top 100 albums of all time. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. Let's see. Pitchfork ranked number three on Pitchfork's top 100 albums of the 80s. Um, selected as one of Rolling Stones magazine's essential 200 rock records. Yeah. Um, selected as one of Time Magazine's 100 Greatest Albums of All Time. Yeah. Oh, um, good job, Beastie Boys. Selected by Rhapsody as one of the 10 best albums by white rappers. <laughs> well, good we for We avoided them. the whole white rapper thing yeah. until now. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so, all right, so I think that's the easy part. Okay. Hello Nasty, number one. Paul's Boutique, number two. What do we got at three, four, and five? And if I'm going to say... Obvi- it needs to be... I'm going to go with check your head. Three? Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with it. Because I, really, I was ready to, to uh, uh, fight you to okay. make sure the check your head was next. No, yeah. I was, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I had, it on, no I had it on my list, but I was like, I'm hoping Jesse is going to say check your head. I'm going to have faith that you are, and I'm going to mm-hmm. go with my top five in hopes that you had check your head up there. Because Check Your Head is one of my favorites. Let's put one of your instrumental albums at number four. Just to diversify it? Yeah. Which one? Or should we do... Well, what would you want to do number four then? Because I feel like the instrumental is not... Like, collectively, they're number one. And maybe the instrumental should be the number five. Um, How about if we put that the instrumental is an honorable mention? Okay. And what if we put... Either to the five boroughs or hot sauce committee at ooh, number four. If you had to pick, ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh that's hard. Because then I want to say that okay, mole on okay, that. What's your fate? Like if you had to choose between the two of five boroughs and hot sauce committee, I'm going hot sauce committee. I'm gonna go with let's go with hot sauce committee because you know what? It is the it's the it's the finished it's the final note. I know it's fucking sad what I that, that saying that, but it's it is the final note and uh, don't play no game that I can't win with Santi Gold is so good. She's Santi Gold is. I, I love her. She's a one of you asked um I think on Facebook or something that you were like what's a what's an artist that you have slept on that you've recently just gotten into. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. And Santi Gold was someone that back in what 2009 is that when she kind of came Somewhere onto the scene. Somewhere around there, yeah. Um and then with Unstoppable and stuff like that, great track. Um and then uh I I liked it then, but I gave her like no I was just kind of like, oh, it's a good jam, and then brushed her off, and then now recently, just getting back into Beastie Boy, and I've always loved that track, but like I just remember being like, God, that Unstoppable song, it just got into my head, and, yeah. then, and then I dived into her, and I was just like, dude, she's great. Uh, Why have I slept on her for a decade? <laughs> what's, <don't> our, <laughs> what's our number five, then? Ooh, shoot. Okay. 
What do we got? We either it's either there's polywalk stew. There's um, ill communication. Mm-hmm. There's license to ill. Five boroughs. To the five boroughs. I want I want ill communication, but I don't know. <sighs> or do we do? License to ill because that was technically because that's kind of where it started. That's where it started. All right, I'm I'm cool with that. License to ill, and it is a different album. License to ill is a very different album from their other stuff because it's so, it's their it's their kicking in the door into. Hello, we're the Beastie Boys. Y'all are gonna love us. Yeah, we're gonna be around. Yeah, and we're gonna change. And if you don't like it, it then change, hey, fuck you're you. We're gonna change with us. Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> If you don't like it, then hey, fuck you. It was there. They weren't there yet, but that basically that album was were the Beastie Boys. And if you don't like it, then hey, fuck you. Oh my god! All right, there it is, folks. Uh, <laughs> mine and Lindy's, uh, Lindy and I's top five Beastie Boy albums. Honorable mention is what do we say? Is the well, we I, I combo them because there's you know it's they're they're so similar. They're in sounds from way out in the mix up, but I guess the mix up is more of people's favorite because it is more clean. It's more cohesive uh-huh. it's, an easy, it's the dinner party album for sure all right number five license deal number four hot sauce committee number three check your head Fuck, great these three two one is like yeah 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 three two one makes me want to say let's drive somewhere right now for two oh, hours right yeah you know? no kidding yeah check your head paul's boutique and number one hello nasty heck yeah for the people Woo! we did it we did it i, f- I still feel like this is very difficult it's very difficult, and we're gonna do it again and again and again. We're gonna do top five Beastie Boy songs, top five Beastie Boy verses, top five Beastie Boy videos. Oh God, when we do the verses, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, that's gonna take a lot. You should start researching it. Now. I know, right? And just writing dissecting them. That's why yeah. we need to. Do, I don't know. We need to start doing like the prompt, like this. We're focusing on this album, or you know, yeah, song, or just the one of the guys. And being like, now now dig into it and find your favorite one. It'll be so hard just to narrow it down to the five. And then to narrow it down from the five, the ten, yeah. to a five. It's going to be difficult. But it'll be fun. Lindy, I'm releasing <laughs> this podcast on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, because I'm thankful for the Beastie Boys. And <gasps> I'm thankful for you coming over today. Yes, thank you. All right. Let's go have another cup of coffee. Okay. Let's go. <laughs>